0: Here's my joke. All right, what do Brock and a goldfish have in common? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, they don't have hair. Ah. Okay, that was my uh, attempt at a joke. Um, but just kind of a, a brief introduction of my introduction of myself. My name is uh, Nathan. I go by Nate, not to be confused with Nate Fife, even though there are a ton of similarities. Um, uh, he's also a very good-looking man. Uh, He is a nurse, I'm a nurse, he loves the Lord, and I love the Lord. Um, So uh, that's just a little bit about uh, me and Nate Five, apparently. Um, But just uh, to address the seniors, just to reiterate that point, because I had that uh, here as well. Uh, I mean, I'm a Bible study leader as well, and uh, I was in Bible study with Larry and Abraham, and just part of Abraham's testimony was when he left, Um, and part of that time, I remember just us as a Bible study, me, Larry, and all the other guys, we were just weeping over Abraham in prayer, just desperate that the Lord would uh, bring him back to us. And the fact that he's back here um, is just a testimony of, uh, oh, I forgot to start my timer. I even had a note. It's just a testimony that uh, the Lord does answer prayer. Um, uh, But just just to you guys, uh, man, the temptation might be to go over there and, like, stick in your little group that you know, uh, but I would just encourage you, man, get a hold of you. You've probably seen more Kaya people around in the past couple weeks. Um, get a hold of those people uh, uh, just to uh, uh, build a relationship with them and get plugged in uh, because that's where your growth is going to start exploding. The majority of my growth happened uh, in the small group Bible study setting. Um, uh, but so today we're also, you guys, both seniors and the people who are going to be coming up and taking the seniors places, you guys are going to be going through a lot of transition, right? Right. Uh, and, and in that time, uh, we have a way how we're going to respond to that transition that's going to be happening. Seniors, um, you can like maybe see all the things that are before you, like college, jobs, and these things seem like a, a huge task. You're going to get like it's going to feel like you're getting thrown to the wolves. So you have the choice: are you going to you going to like kind of regress in yourself, try to power through this thing, uh, or are you going to lay these things before the Lord and have faith that I mean, He has a greater plan for you, and uh, He's going to work through you guys. Um, uh, so today we're going to be looking uh, at a guy, his name's Asa, uh, in the Bible. Uh, he's both uh, an example of exactly what we should do, but also an example of exactly what we shouldn't do. Um, so we're going to uh, take a look at him. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and just take a second to pray before we get into the message, okay? Because uh, I need it and we all need it to, to hear the word, right? Uh, Father, I just uh, thank you for this day. Uh, Lord, it's a, a privilege to be up here uh, and speak your word, uh, Lord, and uh, I'm not worthy uh, to give your word, uh, so Lord, I just ask uh, for your help. Please give me the words to speak. All I can do uh, is just uh, mess this up. Um, But Lord, I need you uh, to speak through me um, just what you've given me and just my my private study with you, uh, Lord, and soften the hearts of the people listening, uh, uh, Lord, that they would get something and grow in their relationship with you. uh, That would be something they can take on their walk um, for the rest of their life, Lord. Um, I love you, Father, and I praise you in your name. Amen. So um, as we're getting into this, uh, one of the keys in Bible study is context. So we need to kind of have some context to this passage. Uh, It's in the Old Testament, so there's a lot of history going into this. So I'm just going to explain a little bit about who this guy Asa is before we get into our main passage. Um, So Asa, he was one of the kings uh, in the kingdom of Judah. He's known as one of the the good kings uh, for for his reign. Um, uh, And I learned really quick, uh, so his name is actually pronounced Asa. Um, and I've been saying it wrong and I was like talking to some of my leaders about it and they were looking at me like I was an idiot and I was like what it's Asa and then they showed me a function on blue letter Bible where you can have it pronounce something for you so fun fact in case you need to know how to pronounce a hard word in the Bible it'll tell you how to do it um, but just a pro tip if you're gonna do it wrong uh, just do it with confidence and that's <laughs> what I'm gonna do so I'm just gonna keep pronouncing him Asa um, so, uh, he ruled in Judah for 41 years, uh, and for the majority of his reign, he was noted as a really good king. Um, he was described as uh, doing that which is right in the, uh, in the eyes of the Lord his God. Um, he led a campaign through Judah to tear down all the idols uh, in Judah, uh, and he gave a command to the kingdom of Judah uh, uh, to seek the Lord God of their fathers. Uh, and because of this heart uh, uh, and this uh, desire to, to seek and put the Lord first, uh, in chapter 15, verse 15, so the whole story of Asa, by the way is in second chronicles uh, fourteen through sixteen um, It says that uh, the Lord gave them rest round about um, so just a, a maybe a key question that we can be thinking of first of. First off is, uh, man, if we feel like we have no rest, there's just no peace in our life, right? Um, We need to really be sitting down and considering uh, what are we having before the Lord in our life, or rather, what are we not laying down at the Lord's feet? Um, In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, we have a, a great promise from the Lord. It says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Uh, and so, as we're gonna see through this message, when we take our our focus off the Lord, uh, when he's not our place of dependence and we're not not and what we're not relying on, uh, that's only something that's gonna invite strife into our life. that rhymed I've worked a a long time on that one um, so this dude Asa. He was extremely serious about tearing down all of these idols in the kingdom uh, and making sure that the Lord was put first. He was even so serious about this, his grandmother uh, was, was a queen, right? Uh, he went in and took her out of being the queen because she was doing idol worship. Uh, and so that seems like, like, holy cow, dude kicked his grandma out from being queen, he's hardcore. Um, But this is something that we need to know. When we make the decision to follow the Lord wholehearted in our life, uh, there's going to be resistance and hard decisions that we have to make, especially regarding our family. Um, I don't know if you guys know, there's a guy, his name is Brian Koo. He's from Malaysia, but also Pastor Andrew Wong, and even Larry mentioned this in his testimony. Uh, part of their testimony is there was things like ancestor worship and idol worship, um, and that caused a lot of strife um, between them making their decision to follow the Lord, the one true God, uh, and not not participating in this idol worship that their ancestors participated in. Um, so it's gonna, making this decision is going to cause a lot of resistance in our lives, right? Um, uh, but maybe, what does this look like more practically for maybe some of us, right? There's going to be a lot of your family members who think it's foolishness for you to spend so much time at church, who think it's foolishness that, man, you spend this much time preparing for Bible study, and then you go to Bible study, and then you go on Tuesday nights to prayer, and you give your weekends to going to church on Sundays and spending a majority of your day there. It's not going to make sense, right? So you're going to have to make decide firsthand, man. Following the Lord is worth it because those things are going to be really hard. I know I've had that testimony in my life, uh, and there's other people in here who have had that testimony. Um. So earlier, on, early on in Asa's reign, right, he uh, he came. There's like an impossible task that came before him. There's this group of people called the Ethiopians. Uh, they were coming up against uh, the nation of Judah, and so his response was to get desperate before the Lord in prayer. And we see uh, just his desperate prayer in chapter 14, verse 11. And the result of this faithfulness and just desperation before the Lord was that the Lord gave them victory in this battle. But so we see, conversely, later on, uh, uh, in his reign, uh, he was faced with a much lesser task, right? A much less, lesser threat um, from the king of Israel who was kind of like making a little base outside their nation. Uh, and so instead of, instead of getting desperate before the Lord about this situation, what Asa decided to do was take treasures outside of the temple of God uh, and he gave them uh, to a wicked king so that he could go deal with the problem. So Asa was relying on the things that they had and relying on somebody else to take care of this problem. And ultimately we're going to kind of see what the the result of that was. Um, But this is also just a warning for us. Man, when we see these like huge problems before us, it's really easy for us to get desperate before the Lord um, and be like, I can't do anything about this. But when there's lesser problems that we might think we can have a handle on in our own power, that's when we need to be really worried and get really desperate before the Lord. because we also need to realize that, man, I actually can't do anything on my own. Uh, and if I do do it on my own, I'm only going to cause um, uh, trouble for myself. So we're going to get into the main passage. If you guys have Second Chronicles 16, 7-10, I'm going to go ahead and read through this. Uh, and there's a couple key words we need to look at and a key verse in here that we need to look at. Uh, so I'll start at verse 7. Uh, and so... What was happening? So after King Asa decided to uh, do these things, give money to the the king of Syria, we're going to find out, um, the Lord was really displeased with this. So he sent a prophet to Asa to kind of tell him um, how he was displeased with him and and what needs to be done, right? Um, So in verse 7, uh, at that time, Hanani the seer, uh, which is a prophet, uh, came to Asa, king of Judah, and said unto him, Because thou hast relied on the king of Syria, and not relied on the Lord thy God, therefore is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thine hand. Where Were, were not the Ethiopians and the Lubans a huge host, with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet, because thou didst rely on the Lord, he delivered them into thine hand. Uh, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro through the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf uh, of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly. Therefore, uh, from henceforth thou shalt have wars. Uh, Then Asa was wroth with the seer and put him in prison. uh, And he was in a rage and because of this thing, uh, and Asa oppressed some of the people at the same time. So. There's a couple observations that we have from this passage. First, the word "relied" or "rely" was used like a million times, and by that I mean three times. Um, so, the thing that we're relying on is extremely important, and we need to really be considering that. Um, but first, we need to know what does it mean to rely on something. Somebody can answer. What does it mean when you rely on something? Trust it. Okay, trust it. Yeah, that's a that's a. Pretty much what I got to. Uh, something that you're trusting, something that you're able to lean on, right? Something that, that you know will be there, um, the thing that you're putting your faith in to hold you up. Um, so, this, this really just begs the question for us what are we relying on, right? Um, just a quick testimony from me there's a, a trip coming up to Vietnam, right? Uh, and my, my greatest desire is to go and be with uh, the disciples in the church that is getting made in Vietnam and just to visit them. Uh, and I can very easily, in my own power, not consider the Lord and be like, I want to go because I want to go. Uh, so I can like, quit my job and I have some savings saved up and I can try to make it happen in my own power. Or I can get desperate before the Lord uh, and ask the Lord, this is, this is my desire. This is what I want. And trust that the Lord has the best outcome for me. It doesn't have to be me going. Um, but I can, I can trust that the Lord uh, is going to provide the best thing. Um, the second thing, uh, the second observation that we can have, uh, is there's consequences to ignoring what God wants and doing what, what we want, right? Um, Proverbs 16.25 says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. In uh, Psalm 118.8, says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. See, Asa, he was putting his confidence in the king of Syria uh, to get this work done, but not putting his confidence in the Lord, even though the Lord had provided for them so well in the past, right? Um, where's my third point? Oh, uh, So another observation we can look. The Lord is seeking for something. It says the Lord. He's, he's searching the whole earth for something, right? But not only does it tell us that the Lord is searching for something, it tells us what he's searching for. Um, and we're going to talk more about um, some things that the Lord is searching for later. Um, but if the Lord is seeking for something on the earth, it might be a good idea for us to know what that is um, so we can tra- try to measure that up to our life to see what that looks like. Um, another observation uh, is, is God's wanting to give victory to those who are displaying what he's looking for. Uh, right? It says he's looking for through the whole earth those who have a perfect heart towards Him, because uh, He wants to sow Himself strong through them. Um, so for those um, who have this perfect heart towards the Lord, uh, man, then we're, we're in the will of the Lord. We're walking forward, and then why would the Lord not give uh, victory um, if we're seeking after what He's willing for, right? Um, and then last thing, we have a choice in the way that we respond to God's Word being presented to us. Um, just considering uh, David, um When Nathan the prophet came to him, told him about the the sins that were committed with Bathsheba, man, the dude realized his sin and he repented before the Lord, right? So he had a good response. Uh, But King Asa, as we see, when he was presented with what he did wrong, he threw the prophet into jail and then started oppressing other people. That's a bad response, just in case you were wondering. Um, So those those are just a number of our observations. and then this, this begs like a really big question from us, especially from verse 9. Um, what is having a perfect heart towards the Lord? Um, if that's something that he's seeking for, it might be a good idea for us to know what that is, right? Um, but before we uh, like go in and just start figuring out what it is, we need to know what the words mean. Uh, we need to know, uh, especially something like, what, what does perfect mean? Um, and it's really important for us when we're going through and we're studying scripture to know that in, in the context like this, it's like, Perfect doesn't mean like a sinless perfection. There's not a single person in here who is sinless, right? There's no good thing that dwells in our flesh. Um, So if that were the case, if the Lord was expecting sinless perfection, not a single one of us would ever be used, right? Um, But when we're looking at the Bible, um, this word perfect, if we use like our concordance, um, it means complete, um, or we can look at whole or mature, so if we have a complete heart towards the Lord, He is the focus of our heart, and we're going towards the Lord, um, and He is He is our sole focus. We're not of a double heart, so we're not like kind of being like, yeah, I'm going for the Lord, but there's this really good job too that might take me away to other things. Um, so it's that that's kind of what the the idea um, that we're talking about is. Uh, and so something just to further drive this point uh, in First Chronicles twelve thirty eight. I'll just read it for you. Uh, first you don't have to go there and it says all these men of war that could keep rank came with a perfect heart to Hebron uh, to make David king over Israel uh, and all the rest of uh, and all the rest also of Israel were of one heart to make David king so in this passage David is a picture of Christ um, uh, and so we have to see I mean, are we of one heart walking in rank um, to see that the Lord we made the king one over the world and over our life um, what, what is our, our main desire and focus Um, So, a key point, um, we see that Asa, the thing he began to rely on was not the Lord anymore. Um, So, uh, the key point is, when we are not relying on God alone, our heart is not perfect towards Him. Uh, And when we try to go through and do life anyway, there's only going to be struggle. Um, And as we see, towards the end of Asa's life, um, because of this response, his just denial to, uh, to pursue the Lord, the dude gets like diseased in his feet. Uh, and then he keeps looking for doctors, but the Lord gives him like five years to repent uh, and he decides not to do it. He keeps deciding um, to, to go after uh, his own ability and his own power. Um, and so maybe just a, a last thing, um, when our, part, our heart's perfect towards him, we're not having any plan B, right? When we're relying wholly on the Lord, we are leaning entirely on the Lord. Uh, not on jobs or what our money can do um, or any, like, status or how good we are at a pickup game of concrete football. I don't know. That won't get us anywhere. Um, but we also just need to know the Lord giving us victory doesn't have to look like us getting what we want. Um, when, when the Lord's giving us victory, it's because our heart is lined with His uh, and he's getting what he wants. And we understand that he's God and we're not. Um, so we're following him. And we're pleased to see that the Lord's getting the glory he's deserving. So a lot about this is, what is the posture of our heart? Does anybody know, like, what's your posture? Like, I, I sit with a slouch a lot. So my posture's not, yeah, I see, I see you guys. Uh, so my posture, physically, isn't that great? A lot of times, spiritually, it needs checking up, too. Um, but the, the best thing that I can kind of come to to describe what heart posture is, is in James 4, 8. Um, but he giveth more grace, wherewith he said, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. So we see pride and humility in this passage. So if our heart towards the Lord when we hear his word is like, I, I hear what you're saying, but this is what I want to do. If we're hearing, like, maybe I want to go this way in my life, um, or are we hearing like, man, this is God's word, are we trembling at it and saying, again, God is God and I'm not, uh, so I'm going to submit to that. Um, so we need to look at somebody who has a good heart posture in the Bible, just maybe an example that we can see, and see what it looks like um, to be pursuing the Lord in this way. So we're going to consider Mary in the Bible. Um, she's the sist- not, not the mother of Jesus. We're going to be looking at Um, uh, Mary, the sister of Martha and Lazarus. And the three times that she's brought up in the Gospels, um, she's doing the same thing. So we're going to play a little game. So, I should have brought a prize. I got a water bottle for whoever, uh, whoever gets this answer right first, okay? But first, don't get distracted. We got to listen. So I'm going to read three passages, and we're just going to really pay attention um, to this heart posture that Mary has, right? So I'm going to start in Luke 10:38 to 32. Uh, now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a, a, a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. Um, and he had a sister, uh, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Is that what I'm finished yet? Yeah. Uh, and the next one is John 11. 31 to 32. Um, then, when Mary was come, where Jesus was, uh, and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, uh, my brother had not died. And then the last one. Now, when I finish, you got to wait for me to say before you can answer. Um, John 12, uh, we'll do verse 3. Uh, then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. Um, and the house was filled with an odor, the odor of the ointment. So, what what are some common things? And every time that we see Mary in the Bible, what are we seeing her doing? I saw Seth saying first. Sorry. Uh, she was at his feet. Oh my goodness, my dudes! There you go. You get a water. <laughs> Chug, it. Chug it! Oh no, I was. Good? I was not anticipating that to happen, in case you were wondering. I'm not going to try. Maybe after. But yeah, that's exactly right. She was sitting at Jesus' feet. So, what does that look, what does that look like for us today, practically? We can say, because we don't physically have Jesus here, right? So, we can't go and sit at his feet and hear him speaking. What does that look like exactly for us today? That means for us to be getting in His Word, right? Um, so we have to really ask, uh, man, what is my heart towards the Lord? Am I even taking the time to sit down uh, and spend it with Him in His Word to hear from Him? Uh, or even better yet, well, not not better yet, but maybe also, uh, what is my prayer life looking like? Am I even sitting down to even talk to the Lord um, to maybe try to rely on? Because I'm going to tell you guys, especially the seniors going into uh, 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 like maybe either college or working, you're not going to know what to do like half the time. Like Brock had to show me how to pay my taxes. <laughs> I'm very thankful that the Lord provided for him, uh, provided him for me there uh, because uh, he had to show me how to do a lot, and I was trying to figure out how to do life. And we need the Lord to give us direction. Um, so we need to spend time in the Word uh, and posture ourselves. And when we're in prayer, we're making ourselves low before the Lord, right? Um. So, going through this, what if, what if we're realizing, like, man, maybe my heart's kind of really focused on me wanting to get a super sweet house or a super hot spouse or a really high paying job or something like that. I mean, those aren't bad things, but if those are like the focus of our life, then we have something off in our heart, right? Um, so, if we're, if we're realizing this, um, that the Bible gives us the answer, right? Um, if we, we realize we need a change in our heart, uh, James 4.8, um, it says, Draw an unto God, and He will draw an to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Uh, the Lord tells us, man, He wants to be in relationship with us. He's waiting on us uh, to come and humble ourselves before Him uh, and try to get close to Him. Right? And He's going to provide that. Um, so we need to know up front, just kind of like I talked about earlier, that this will spawn resistance in our life. Um, what does that resistance look like? Man, if you're wanting to spend time with the Lord, the snooze button is a huge temptation in the morning. That's my biggest temptation at the moment, uh, right? Trying to get up early is the sweetest time that you could spend with the Lord because there's no other distractions around you. Um, so, so your own flesh is going to try to keep you asleep as long as possible. Um, man, maybe that's like friends wanting to hang out. You can always make yourself busy um, doing anything throughout the day. But maybe there's some times we need to realize I need to spend time alone with the Lord. Um, oh, also another big one, put down YouTube. Uh, you're always, like, I'm always like like, I got no time for anything in the day. And then I look at my screen time. I spent like five hours on YouTube that day. I'm like, I have all the time in the world. Um, So, man, what are we prioritizing, right? If our heart is perfect towards the Lord, um, are we seeking and coveting that time that we get with Him? Um, uh, Okay, so at the last mission focus, too, so we were talking about prayer. I don't remember who the pastor was, so if any of you guys remember, feel free to just yell it out. Um, But they said that prayerlessness is a declaration of independence from the Lord. Um, So let's not be a prayerless people, right? Uh, We need to be low before the Lord. We don't want to put ourselves in the place of Asa, who when the second time uh, that a threat came around, he didn't even consider the Lord. He just took things into his own hands, right? Um, We never want to put ourselves in the place where where we think that um, we don't need the Lord or we can be without prayer. Um, uh, And so the Lord, he gave him five years uh, as a chance to repent, but he he constantly kept uh, denying him. So, coming close to the end of my time, but I just want to talk a, a little bit about some of the other things that the Lord is seeking um, just throughout uh, Scripture. Um, I'm not going to read the, the verses, but I'll just give you the references if you want to look them up. You're more than welcome to. Um, so, in Ezekiel 22.30, it tells us that the Lord, He's, he's looking for intercessors. Now, what does that mean? In um, those verses, talking about people who are standing in, in between the gap, right? The Lord wants us to come to Him on behalf of people who aren't coming to Him. Um, right, so what does that look like? especially when you go to college, uh, man, the large portion of, like, the focus of our Bible studies is being evangelical. So what does that mean? That means inviting lost people in so they can learn how to study God's Word and realize it's, like, not impossible for them. Like, we can show them very simply how to use a concordance, how to compare Scripture with Scripture, but most importantly, they learn about who Jesus Christ is and what He did for them in their life and why they need Him. Um, second thing is John four twenty three. Um, the Lord, He is looking for true worshipers, um, to, see, to worship Him in spirit and in truth, right? Um, so, first time worship is mentioned in the Bible, it's, it's in the context of being obedient with Abraham and Isaac. They're going up to be obedient to the Lord. Um, so, the, Lord, the Lord's looking for people who, who see His Word and hear His Word and are willing to obey it. Um, another thing that the Lord is looking for, Luke 19.10. So, this is one we're going to spend a little bit of time on. Uh, for the man of God is come to seek and to save that which is lost, So a lot of us, a lot of people in this room, you don't realize that you're lost, right? Or maybe uh, some of you, you've you've realized who Jesus Christ is and you've made a decision. uh, Man, yeah, I'm going to place my faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But we can't forget that at one point we were lost either. And we can never uh, uh, lose sight of that because then we lose our thankfulness, right? Uh, we lose our, our, our des- like that sense of desperation being like, oh yeah, without the Lord, I would be spending an eternity in hell. Uh, and so for those of you who, who don't realize you're lost, maybe you're like seeing this and you're like, why do I need to have a perfect heart towards something? I'm just going through life doing this thing, right? Um, you need to know uh, that uh, there's not a single good thing in us, right? Um, we, are, we are a fallen people from the Lord. Uh, and in our flesh it dwells no good thing. In Romans 3.23 it says, For all have sinned uh, and come short of the glory of God. Uh, that, that all is not exempting anybody. Uh, that includes me. That includes the best girlfriend in the world, Maggie. That includes Jeff. We all had sin in our life. Um... But, what? so what? What does that mean? Uh, So, in Isaiah Isaiah 59-2, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid His face from you, uh, and He will not hear you. This sin puts a literal separation between us and God, right? And the wage of that sin is death and us spending an eternity uh, in the lake of fire. But, praise the Lord, that's not where that story ends. And this is where a lot of us need to come and realize. that God, he, he came down to the earth and he loved us so much that he decided to give his life for us. And Romans 5.8 says, But God commendeth his love for us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And the way to salvation is super simple, right? We talked a lot about humbling and pride, right? So a lot of it is we need to just humble ourselves before the Lord um, and realize, one, that there's nothing I can do to save myself, right? Um, Ephesians two eight. And 9 says, for by grace are ye saved through faith. Faith in what? It's faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, uh, and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. This is just going back and like hitting that drum. There's nothing that we can do on our own. Right? This all has to be the work of the Lord. Uh, and God, he, he wants you. The Lord, He's not slack concerning His promise as some men count slackness uh, but is long-suffering to us. Why hasn't the Lord come back? People ask that question all the time. He's giving us a chance to repent. He's, he's, he's not wanting any lost people to perish. So some of you, that's you. Uh, the Lord is desperately pursuing you. He came to seek and save that which was lost, and that's you. Um, so we need to have a response to this, right? Um, we don't want to just hear the Word and, and, and be hearers and then forget it right when we leave. Um, so we need to, we need to pray. Um, uh, we just need to be desperate before the Lord. Uh, we need to ask the Lord to, to show us our hearts uh, and to give us a humble and a perfect heart towards Him, that He be our sole focus, um, because the Lord's coming back soon. For, for those of us who have placed our faith in Christ, uh, man, when He comes back, the Bible tells us there's, there's a judgment seat of Christ coming, um, where, where we're judged on how, how we were stewards of what the Lord has given us, right? Um, but then for those of you who, who don't have a relationship with Christ, There's another judgment coming for you, um, and that's going to be going over all the works you've done. Uh, And we talked about how there's no good thing that dwells in our flesh. The Lord's going to show you that before Him, a righteous and holy God. Uh, And the only place for you is the lake of fire. But the Lord has made a way for you. Um, So here's the prayer, Psalms 139, 23, and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart try me and know my thoughts, and if there be any wicked way in me, um, and lead me in the way everlasting. So, that's what I got. Alright, almost, almost exactly 30 minutes, look at that, sweet. Um, so, I'm just going to go ahead uh, and pray us out real quick, and then whatever's going to go on next. Uh, Father, uh, I thank you uh, just for this day and this time that we got to open your word. Lord, I thank you. Uh, Uh, Just for the way you spoke to me in my word and you met me where I'm at in uh, my walk with you. Um, And Lord, I just pray that uh, the words from your, the words from your word, uh, Lord, will stick in the hearts of the students here. Um, uh, Lord, and the counselors, Lord, and myself, uh, that we wouldn't forget it. Um, Lord, and that you would be the sole thing we rely on in our lives, Lord, not our own power. Um, No amount of riches or or fame will get us anywhere. Um, But Lord, we need you uh, because you're coming back very soon. Uh, Father, we love you and praise you in your name. Amen.